We here at Stormdar Weather work hand-in-hand with the National Weather Service and other professional weather service agencies as a Weather Ready Nation ambassador. We are avid weather enthusiasts who have studied the likes of Mother Nature for over 30 years. The purpose of this podcast is to provide weather information, facts, and trivia in a manner that is entertaining and easily understood by everyone. Well, hello and welcome back to the Stormdar Weather Podcast. This is episode 81. I'm Rando. I'm Corey. And this is the more heat than some rain because that's what's going to happen this week. Uh, we're another I little, hope so. A little bubbly heat wave. Corey's charging his phone from across the room, so we're going to try to... <laughs> uh, it's going to be a mess tonight. Well, while he's doing that, we want to uh, let everybody know we have a special guest in studio. Shara, his wife, Shara Taylor, is joining us. Hey, I get to come on at the first of the show now. Yeah. Well, yeah. Moving on up in the world. Well, that's because Corey was sliding across the... I was putting my phone, making sure it was on vibrate so it didn't interrupt us. Well, okay. For the listeners, I have all of my plugs plugged in. I've got interfaces and hard drives and and, uh, power strips and everything, and Corey's phone was almost dead, and the only power strip I had was across the room. (laughs) So it's charging way over there. Yeah. But uh, we're going to, yeah, okay, we're already going off. I I have all my information on there, all my uh, knowledge base. I I, I go through the week, I see something interesting, I save it on my phone that I want to bring up in the podcast. Uh, Right. (laughs) So, yeah. Well, if we hit something in the first part... Uh, that you need to slide over there, then Sharon and I will yeah. just yeah, yeah, I'm we'll good. strike up a conversation and figure out what's going on. Well, anyway, like I said, this is the more heat than rain. Uh, yeah, you know, we're having these wild little heat spells, but fortunately they're not lasting long. Did you say more heat than rain or more heat than rain? Because no, it's probably both. Then, <laughs> yeah, more heat than rain. Because wasn't it last week we we were under that you know heat advisory or something, and then a cold front came through. We didn't get the rain, but it kind of calmed, you know, cooled us off a little bit. We were kind of tranquil, and now the heat's going back up. You know, heat advisory for the basically the entire area tomorrow. Heat indices from 105 to 110. Are these record heat levels for Branson? Not record no. heat. Okay, because no. I've seen tons of people posting on Facebook that it's the hottest it's ever been since they've lived here in 20 years or whatever. Uh, I'm like, no, I've been here less than that, and I swear it's been this It's hot. a perception thing. When you get older, things affect you more, right? Well, yeah, they do. They do. Like my mother, who's who's you know much older than me. I mean, she can't spend a lot of time outdoors. That's why all these safety rules. They say you know check on the elderly because the body cannot cool itself efficiently. That's because they forget to turn their air on. Uh, some people do. Fortunately, my mother does not. If it gets hot, that air conditioner goes on. You know, where did you talk about your grandparents last week, Corey? They just don't. They don't. I don't know if they're truly not hot or they just are in like this. I think they're also anemic. Mode. They are anemic. They're all on blood thinners. So yeah. Oh well. So blood thinners would cause you to feel absolutely your blood's thin. Oh. <laughs> your blood's thin, then you don't have anything warming you. Well, see, that's why we have a nurse on this show. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I. I mean, I didn't know that. Huh. And they're like sayings about stuff like that. 
I I don't know. Well, I don't be anemic. <laughs> you need more iron in your. Blood. Yeah, now anemic's different. That's what low low red blood cells, right? And that makes. And I know a lot of women uh, who are just freezing cold all the time, and it's either the thyroid well, bed, or their. She'll put her feet on my leg, and it just feels like an icicle. Wow. Feel good because your leg is usually full like an oven. Yeah. Well, yeah. I get hot. But see, why, why is that? Because that's that's technically not a perception. You are actually I'm cold. Actually cold. All the time. And, it, and the body with the low blood, I mean... Is that poor circulation? Do you need to see a doctor? I'm just a small person. Oh. Well, yeah. I don't you have get the, extra heat. I don't know. Get, get her some more of those tri-tips that you always... Uh, Oh, cook. she loves them. I still haven't tried that. I've got to do the tri-tips. I went and got me two of them Friday night and cooked them both. They're good. Nice. That's why I sleep next to you because you give off so much. <laughs> you a, well, see, that's a match If made I was in a hot natured person, I would die. Uh, yeah, yeah, and I know people like that too. It's like, no, just get away from me. <laughs> I don't do that. But you're only going to have to deal with that on the on the heat aspect one more day. I mean, tomorrow is going to be the hottest day of the week, and then we've got a cold front coming through. Wednesday evening-ish, and uh, we're actually going to be just slightly below normal on Thursday. Below normal. What is normal right normal, now? Normal right now is about 87, 88, yeah. and we're going to be in the in the low 80s. But the probably. humidity level should also be low, too. Yeah, but we're going to, I mean, the, the the front that's going through is going to kind of stall, and we're going to have uh, tons of rain. That's You think? Well, I I, well, I, I, I I took a gander at the WPC this morning. I wasn't expecting to see what I saw. Me either. But yes. I don't want to get my hopes up because this is the third time, the previous two times in the past month, we got shafted. under half an inch we got both times. shafted. Both, both, I, yeah. I, I would say both events, I may have totaled half an inch. With both events, if that. What? I got 0.31. I know. Yeah. I, I mean, it kept shifting. I remember the first one. shifted. Yeah, the, fir- the first one went, went west. I mean, remember that one graphic we saw? Oh, we're going to get eight inches in Branson. <laughs> and I was like, no, no, and no. And they no. shouldn't post those. No, they shouldn't. That's just, you know, it, and here's what upsets me is when they post it and say, well, we really don't think this is going to happen. Well, then, then don't, don't post it. Don't post it. Post the realism. I mean, people already believe everything they read on Facebook, so. That's becoming dangerous. Or, you know, the news agencies, which, uh, like, the TV stations, which most of the time they're doing really well. But, But before we get to that rain, I want to say there's, okay, this has been chatter for a couple of days now. Um, We have what we call an MCS. Jared, do you know what an MCS is? No. Okay. I was going to make up all <laughs> Do you know, Corey? It used to be a telephone company. No, that was MCI. No, that's MCI. No, oh. MCS, a mes- mesoscale convective system. And that means just like a, uh, just a small area of just a burst of energy. And uh, well, is it ongoing right now in Iowa? Is that where it's at? That's what, that's what models are saying. I need to check radar. I haven't on that. checked it tonight, so I was just curious. But the NAM, the NAM is really being bullish about this. I think they're watching the NAM. The, it's like a little system going to develop up in Iowa and then kind of go southeast and then south and dive through northern Missouri into central Missouri and kind of spread out. I mean, I see that, that bow kind of, uh, but it's a huge bow. It's all the way from like Joplin all the way to St. Louis. It's a the huge. The model I saw said maybe around 6 or 7 p.m. tomorrow. <sighs> yeah, I know. But see, the wharf wasn't picking up on that until I was preparing for the podcast tonight about 7 o'clock. And then the wharf 
uh, was starting to say, well, they might yeah, might do something there. So that kind of gives me a little bit of confidence that something may happen. But still, I think it's going to be more towards central Missouri, not you know, well, southwest. It's, it's why the Springfield National Weather Service, they are using the words tricky and challenging for tomorrow's forecast. Yeah. And, and you know, I kind of understand that. Because, uh, you know, when you got these little MCSs, this is not a cold front. You know, you can see a cold front. You can track it. You see a big low-pressure system. You can track it. This one is like, in the is it going to happen? So I, I get it. But, you know, we're 24 hours out from now. We should, models should pretty much have a handle. But models, I'm not happy with models. I'm, um, I'm just not happy with the model. They're hit and miss. Sometimes those models have a good run, and some—I mean, a good run of a month or two, and then later they stop performing. Oh, I know. I know. I think in the fall, once the weather pattern starts getting more consistent, you know, with the cold fronts, the master blasters. Haven't heard that one in a while, but we're going to talk about that it's later. A song by Stevie Wonder. Master blaster. Yes. Oh, I wonder if we can play that. Since I doubt if we can City. legally play it, but uh, we're not making any money off of it. <laughs> it's not like we're syndicated. <laughs> but I, I think he, he, he may have actually have some um, album artwork of Master Blaster, if I, if oh. I remember correctly. I'll just Google that later. So, yeah. Well, I need to figure that one out. No, we don't want to get into copyright infringement, but Master Blaster. Maybe uh, we can just have him on the podcast. He can sing it. You know, that that'd be a great idea. No, I'll get a hold of his manager, and then we'll we'll Skype him in or something. We can tell him he's playing in an arena. He wouldn't know. He'll never difference. know. Yeah, he'll never know. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay, <laughs> let's get back to the Nam and the Wharf. Now, the 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 Argem, which is another shorter range model, it wasn't saying anything at all, but it's kind of latching onto something going into St. Louis. I mean, all these are different timing. Also, the Nam is more aggressive. Uh, wants to bring it through quickly. Now, the wharf, on the same time, has uh, lagged it back several hundred miles. So I think we're just going to have to watch it tomorrow morning, personally, just kind of keep keep seeing if that's going to happen. And this is not associated with the cold front. This is one of these little mesoscale systems that just kind of blows up and moves. Uh, but the cold front itself is coming Wednesday to Wednesday night. Now, the latest I saw was on Thursday. I haven't checked the... Uh, the forecast tonight was like 60% showers that's and thunderstorms Thursday. Yeah. Uh, yeah, into Friday. And if that's if that front stalls, again, if that front stalls, like we've said the last time, then we're going to have these training thunderstorms going in and in and in. So we could get a decent amount of rain. I assume that's what the WPC is picking up on on their seven-day. You know, I'm going to look right now what the WPC is saying because I'm really curious. Because they, they updated since I looked at it last. Uh, yeah, this is a professional podcast. Okay, so they've kind of backed off a little bit. For Branson, now they're saying uh, probably two to two and a half, which isn't anything to sneeze at. Uh, but they're I'll saying, take that any day. Yeah, but they're saying South Central Missouri. Of course, what do we do? Cut them in half normally, something like that. that yeah, that that's mine. If like the GFS generally, you you, you cut it in half and add twenty percent. That's about right. That's that's my, you know if it's an inch, okay, then you cut it in half. That's a half an inch and add twenty percent to that. It's so, just so you never know where those training thunderstorms are going to develop. That's the problem. That's the problem because we're, we're if 
these things set up. I mean, Springfield could get eight inches. Bolivar could get one. Right. You know, and to, wherever it happens, there's always going to be a creek that, that swells up and does some damage, and and they're dangerous. Yeah, I'm wondering if we're going to get some uh, flash floods or you know flood advisories out of this. I'm not really sure. But before we, uh, you sent me something today. I, I It's been completely off my radar, and because I haven't been thinking about it. But drought? Yeah. <sighs> really? Yeah. I mean, parts of the area have had rain, especially up north. But, but here in Taney County, we've missed all of it. Uh, pretty much. Well, 0. 0.31 is not going to. No. I mean, a third of an inch in two weeks. Now, no. while we're not under anything here in Branson, portions of eastern Taney County have been placed in the moderately dry, or the abnormally dry okay, that's, area, that's which a is pre-drought. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's one step under a drought. Wow. But, yeah, we're, they're, they're, we're kind of heading in that direction. Yeah, maybe, maybe we'll see what happens with this rain. Well, I certainly hope we don't go Thing into is, another they, drought. They, they 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 do a drought assessment on Tuesdays, but the graphic doesn't come out for that drought drought, drought assessment until Thursday, which oh. you can find on stormdrawweather.com. Oh, talk about that! You put you you know you've reworked the the site yet again, right? I, it's stormdrawweather.com 3.0. 3.0. Now, yes. where can they find drought information? Uh, just scroll down on the homepage, and you'll see it. I, oh really? I put a new graphic up there last night. Awesome! So uh, it's very easy to see. Okay, so we've got the severe weather. Now that's a tab. You can go to all the severe weather. Yeah. But the basic, we've got the the daily video, the Facebook feed. It's the down radar. there next to the road conditions uh, graphic. Okay, and stuff so like people that. just need to look and see uh, yeah. where the drought uh, index is. That what it is? The drought index or drought info? Drought or, monitor. Drought monitor. There you go. Yeah. I mean, I, I personally, I don't think. Uh, we're going to go into a drought. I mean, we may be dry, but a, an actual drought that's going to kill crops. And well, we were of... we were below normal in July, mm. and we're most likely going to be if something doesn't happen from Branson, <laughs> yeah. we'll be below normal for August as well. Yeah. Now we don't have a an official station here that is official that that, that they go measure rain by. You know, like mm-hmm. like Springfield, West Plains. You know. Because part of the area hasn't been abnormally dry. I don't know what Springfield is, but I bet they're a little below. Yeah. Well, the graphic you sent me was just like the eastern Taney County was in that. Yeah, that's for the that's for the abnormally dry area. Gotcha. I'm talking about normals for the month and for the year. See, we got all that rain earlier in the spring. That you know, for the year we're probably fine, but month by month, we're a little lower. You know, I'll check that next next week. Because okay. we're getting, because next week will be the last podcast of August, mm-hmm. so that would be a good time to wrap up August. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, another funny thing. <laughs> another funny thing that you sent me. I, I would no, no, you didn't send me, or did you send it to me? I have no idea. I've what got, are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> well, when, but somebody got in trouble because uh, they started using the emergency tones. Yes, in, it was me. It was you. What now? Was it in a in a movie or was it, was it Jimmy a, Kimmel live? Jimmy Kimmel and uh, The Walking Dead. The Walking. Dead. <laughs> Apparently, now that we know from those shows that those emergency tones that you hear, like the weather, is it the weather radio? <laughs> and it, eh, 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 yeah, those. Uh, you 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 can't just arbitrarily just <laughs> use those. <laughs> no. But but can't Jimmy Kimmel, I mean, and they they got in trouble. Right, they got fined six hundred thousand dollars. Wow, Jimmy Kimmel did, and, and The Walking Dead. Yeah, they, they got. Oh, 
and, and a big uh, no-no. So that's good to know. And uh, I'm, I seriously hope that I haven't done any um, of those in a weather school. I'm going to have to go back and check because, you know, that would be... I don't know what you're talking about, Randy. Well, I mean, yeah, we didn't. We'll just we'll just put it that way. We just haven't done. <laughs> I haven't done anything. We're not broadcasting. I don't know no. what the FCC rules. Yeah, this is a podcast. I know. I don't know how they can govern over a podcast or if they do or what. I, I, yeah, because the internet is, you know, I don't know. It's a it's a it's blurry to me. Yeah, I I know one of the podcasts I listen to. You'll find this funny. Um, the, he's 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 always asking Alexa something, and so all he's been getting hate mail because all the people that listen to the podcast every time he says Alexa, then everybody's Alexa comes on. Yeah, <laughs> kind of funny though. Oh, I mean it's it's hysterical, and he says I got her, I got to change her name, I got to do that, and every this is this was last year. And like almost every podcast, he'll try to calculate something and say, Alexa, blah, blah, blah. And all the, everybody's Alexa would come on. I hollered something at work the other day, and I hollered somebody's name. I don't remember who it is. But anyway, like two seconds later, I heard my phone go beep, beep. Well, you know, like my Siri came on. Oh, your Siri, yeah. Oh, how funny. But yeah, I was like hollering across the room, and I didn't even have my phone on me. And it picked it up. Mm-hmm. Oh, see, that's freaky. I don't. Everybody heard my phone at the desk go deep, deep. And they started talking in it. <laughs> Siri gets mad at me when I accidentally say, hey, Google. Oh, why? What did Siri, what did Siri say? <sighs> Something about... Sorry, well, I am I'm not, not Google. <laughs> so I'm an Apple product or something like that. It's, oh! It's so you've got the battle between Apple and Google going on. I Only for that. Ah. See, when I bought my Google Home, they didn't have an Apple product. Home kit or home pod or whatever they call it yet. Mm-hmm. Now they do. They're a little pricey though. <laughs> anyway, are we well, talking about weather? Because it's Apple. Uh, well, anything, anything Apple. <laughs> yeah, yeah, anything, anything Apple. Apple is quality. Definitely. That's what all we use. For. And I got to tell you, I don't have, I don't even use Siri because every I don't time, either. every time I use Siri, she never understands what I say. I and, use her all the time. Really. Mm-hmm. I never use Siri. I just look it up. I know. I just I just go to the Google app and then enter well, it if and I like, want to I find something. I was driving the other day and I was telling Siri to call something. It was something common. I can't remember what I was trying to call, but Grayson was with me. And it it kept bringing something up that was totally different. It wouldn't let me call this thing. It was annoying. So I, 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 like, I, I'll I, just look up the number forget it. I know. that. Yeah, that's a thing. You know, or take a note or so. It does do good on uh, set an alarm for right. like five minutes. I set my cooking countdowns on mine. Yeah, now see, it's good for that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, because I play, I have these little little apps, these crossword game apps, and I'm not a smart person, so I don't know the answers to this. So I go to mm-hmm. Siri and say, <clears throat> enter in the, the, the clue, and it's like suddenly I get something in Amsterdam talking about... You're seals. asking a lot from from Apple there, Rando. Well, I do have. Well, why have it if you? I do it. have one patient that is a huge Cardinals fan. Um, yeah. This patient is handicapped, but she can say, "What's the Cardinal score?" And so she will come and find me and make me get my phone out so she can say, oh, "What is the fun. Cardinal score?" And it will answer her and give her the score. Or if the game isn't, it'll say, "You know, they're." Cardinals play tomorrow at or whatever. Oh, how fun. Well, see, now that's an advantage. 
to having a phone. Doesn't recognize me, but, you know, recognizes some stranger. <laughs> oh, I don't even have my phone locked. I mean, I should I should have my phone locked. Well, I live alone. so. But you go out into public. Your phone could be dropped I, or lost or stolen. No, I know exactly where my phone is. My phone is on me all the time. Just so everybody knows. <laughs> Randy has an old phone and he hangs that up. Put in a code to unlock it. It's you, can't, an, you can't use your thumb like Shara's phone, well, which I is could, also old. I could. I just don't. Does it have a thumbprint reader? It's an no, SE. It Come doesn't. on. Uh, I don't think no, it does. No, it doesn't. It has to be anyway, one of these big ones. It can't be the Shara has an 8, which has a thumbprint reader. Mine does not have a thumbprint reader. Mine re- like, Yes, mine. Oh, I okay. can do it. I don't mine, think to unlock the phone, though. Mine just reads your <laughs> face and your retinas, so... And why is it that my children's phones all read their face, yet mine does not? You have the oldest phone in the Except house. Except that I'm the one paying for the phones. You're about ready to get a new one, honey. Oh, okay. am, am I going to well, buy myself a new one? Wait till the fall. Wait till the fall, because that's when the new... And that when the new, like, iPhone 45 comes out or something like that. I don't know. Sure. Yeah. Well, they're up to, like, is iOS 13. He knows that, that I have president? no clue. I don't know. I don't know. He, it, he knows good. that I have no clue what is the latest phone, so he just hands me a phone and says, here, honey. You just want something to work. That's right. As long <laughs> as it makes phone calls and texts, I'm good. Speaking uh, of phones. Yes. Okay. I used my phone yesterday. I did some filming of an oncoming uh, outflow boundary. That was amazing. I went and picked my wife up for work, or from work. Uh-huh. Do you know her? Sharon knows her. Okay. Anyway, she gets off at 6 30-ish. In the morning. Anyway, it was... That's crazy. Yes. We had a... Well, rewind. We had a severe thunderstorm watch out for most of the area, not including Branson. Stone County was included. It came out like at 2.50 in the morning. I was like, oh, good. Yeah, overnight. Of course. <laughs> of course. So it was still in effect when I went and got her four hours later. And it was still dark outside, but I could see some lightning in the distance. So I was sitting there... In her parking lot. And I could see what looked like a shelf cloud approaching. So I was going to start a time lapse from the parking lot. But this thing was cruising and it wasn't that impressive. And the sun wasn't all the way up so you couldn't see it. So it passed. Oh, okay. So 10 minutes later she gets in the car. And we're heading from Forsyth to Branson. And we passed that overlook over Como, And I saw the most awesome cloud ever. So I whipped it in there and I started filming. And I didn't film that time lapse. It was un- well, well under two minute film time. Oh, it was fast. Like we just really, I had never seen anything like. Like it was, you could totally see the lake and the houses. Everything was clear, and then like boom, it was gone. It was a solid white, and you couldn't even see it. Well, in front here's of the what car. happened. That was fast. Here's wow. what happened. There was okay. a there was a temperature difference with that outflow boundary. Oh, it definitely got colder. What happened? It affected that. The lake that was right under us. Ah. And fog developed off that lake out of nowhere as it passed over it. That's what happened. So as you can see in that video, once it hits the cliff that I'm sitting on, all the fog's coming down below. Oh, that's okay. That's what that is. Yes. Awesome. I got the video of it like crossing the road. Like I'd never seen You should have seen the fog cross the road. the road off that cliff. It was the most amazing thing. And you got, I, you got I a video? I yeah, I did film a short video cuz he was because doing Because I other. was doing the time lapse. Oh, that's right. 
We didn't post that. No, I didn't. I didn't know she she got any. I got out of the show. car and videoed for a minute because I was like, it I probably have didn't show never, up that great on film though. I never. I could see it, but I mean, it like, was I scary could Literally, just watch fog crossing. Condensation the road. was just blowing across the road like like crazy. It was pretty. It was cool. weird. Isn't that amazing? Because I I, I saw I saw the non time time lapse, mm-hmm. which looked freaky. Anyway, it was like this cloud which with was just hangers down. Exactly. 15 seconds before I started the time lapse and within a minute it was over. You can kind of see it. That's moving quickly. Well, you you peruse that. We'll post it later. Yeah, okay. It's like a mist running across the oh, road. Oh, yeah, please post that later. Huh. Well, Weather Nation yes. liked it and they put it on their site. Isn't too. that something? Weather it. Nation. Got a little yeah. exposure from a national agency with... 700,000 likes on their Facebook page. That's awesome. So that was pretty I cool. like Weather Nation. We're going to be working with them a little more in the uh, future. We're going to we're going to be featured on there some more. We're going to get some of the randos time lapses on there. Yeah, I I mean we got to have some good class. You know, and I thought I thought today, I mean, I actually set up a time lapse today, but everything was happening to the to the east and to the southeast. And the time-lapse window is only aims towards the north, and it was just like a bust. We're probably going to get a good time-lapse-worthy storm about the time you have to go back to work. Of You've course. You've been off for a week or so. Been off for a week, and, of course, nothing has happened except it's really stupid And that's hot. usually what happens. Storm comes about the time Randy's yeah. unavailable, so yeah. I'm running the site myself. And and I, and I, I need the iPad. That's what I do the time-lapse yeah. on. I need the iPad because that's what and I take so to work. just so you all know... That's when the Taylor household like literally goes bananas. Oh, when I'm at work. (laughs) Randy's at work and Corey's staring at a computer and my whole house is crumbling around me and I'm alone. So just so you all know what I go through. Yeah, but you you have like a 21 year old kid. So the house crumbles if I'm busy, right? Is that what we're saying? Yeah, you wish. I understand that. No, that's just usually when I'm supposed to be sleeping because I've worked all oh, that's night. Cause, yeah, cause you, you, you haven't worked overnights for 10 years. We've been doing this for a long time. Oh. Yeah, well. I, Next I, subject. I think, I think I'm detecting anyway, Weather a Nation. We were on Weather yeah, Nation. Yeah, back, back to Weather Nation. Uh, that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you, you, did, did they contact you from that? They... Well, I posted the video in a comment mm-hmm. on the National Weather Service uh, oh yeah, a, yeah. Pe- a post that they made concerning or, or showing a satellite image of the outflow brownie, and I commented on their post, and that comment got like fifty likes and a whole bunch of nice comments from storm chasers and awesome. It was pretty cool, like a little thread in itself. Nice. So that's how it got seen. And then they picked up and did it. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's great. I mean, and Weather Nation is is really a great place because they share. Uh, they have stuff. It's all over the country, right? I mean, yeah. it's country. Or is, is it worldwide or is it? Well, if you have a Roku or Apple TV, you can watch. It's a basically Weather Channel alternative, and they're very high quality. We watched it yesterday. I have it on my sudden link. Do you have you have Weather Nation? Mm-hmm. There you go. It's way up in the channels. I mean, it's yeah. above a hundred, way way up there. But yeah, Weather Nation, cool. And I've watched it, and they are really cool. I'd rather watch them than the Weather Channel. I would agree. Okay, so okay, we've established that. Don't get these guys started on the weather. Well, yeah, I think everybody knows our, uh, <laughs> our 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 thoughts on the Weather Channel, and they're good. I mean, they're fine if on broad scale, but on smaller scale, I don't think they're that. It's it's all computer generated. That's why you need people like us, Stormdrow Weather, and the local weather authorities to give you what's going on right here. 
Uh, I did see this. Uh, another uh, one of our other weather uh, avid weather enthusiast sites around here posted this um, little fun fact. This is the last week that the sun is going to set after 8 p.m. Starting next week, the sun is going to start setting before 8 p.m. Hallelujah, we can get our kids to go to bed. Well, I don't like that. I want to, I want to, you know, I mean, it's going to be fine until November, and then, bam, we're going to lose that. Er, yeah, lose it, lose, no, gain the, gain the hour. Fall back. Yeah, we gain an hour. We lose yep. an hour in spring. Yep. So, and then, then I mean, think about it. In November, in December, we're going to have the sun setting at 5 o'clock. I don't like that. Well, I don't like that, but <sighs> in the do. summer when it doesn't set till 9 o'clock and you're trying to tell your kid that it's bedtime. Yeah. Well, yeah, I get it. But they want to they want to go out and play. They have school the next morning. Well, then school should change. They and should have Mama school. wants to watch TV. <laughs> well, okay. So you have you have Grayson who's in high school, senior. What what time does his school start? Tomorrow? Well, when he's in band, they have to be there by 6:30 for practice. Oh. But normally school starts at 7:30. Okay, so 6:30 band practice. Now, the next one down is Garen. He's in junior high now. His starts at seven forty. Seven forty, and then Gilly, Gilly, is it Gilly Jillian. or Gilly? Gilly, see, I never know. Why would I name my kid? Gilly? I heard all of our teachers calling her Gilly. Well, you stop. got Grant and Grayson Gillian. and Garen and Gillian. Cause see, sorry. see. Okay, you're, well, you're here's the deal. Okay. She was supposed to be Gwendolyn. She, uh, she was supposed to be Riley. I was going to call her Riley. Well, that didn't start with G at all. Her middle name no. was G. She was supposed to be Gwendolyn Claire, and I was going to call her Gwenny. No way. But yeah, he didn't. Yeah, that, that, was, a, that was a, a, a no. Come on, as well call her Goldilocks. Goldilocks. Well, you know. She is cute. Blonde curls. See, I, I think I texted you, like, Gertrude would be nice. I'm sure we, we got lots of offers. Yeah, of I'm sure you did. <laughs> Gladys. Gladys. Got that, that soft G going on there. Oh, uh, so that, that was the. <laughs> but just look at the word giraffe and George. Uh huh. How do you say it? Well, if you're... Jorge. Yeah. And it's not gorge and graph. Gorge. Gorge. <laughs> Have you ever been to the Royal George Bridge over in Canyon City, Colorado? <laughs> I've been there. It's cool. There's a Royal George Bridge? No. Have no. you seen the Royal couch? Yeah, it's gorge. In a tent in the backyard. It's great for sleeping. It's hot outside. Oh, I know. Hey, you know what I saw? An article. And I'm going to have to read part of this. Uh, my buddy, this is the one my buddy Ray sent to me. It's an article from uh, Newsweek, and I thought it was very interesting. Uh, the the and everybody can search for this too if you go to Newsweek. I think it's Newsweek yeah Newsweek com. It is global vegetation growth has stalled for the past twenty years, and scientists may now know why, which is interesting. Um, okay, I'm just, I'm just going to read highlights from this. You, I mean, if y'all go to that, go to newsweek.com and, and uh, search for for that title. Are you going to tell us why? Uh, yeah, in a minute. Uh, <laughs> global vegetation growth has stalled for the last, tw- last 20 years, and scientists may know why. So what what's happening is um, it's something that they call the vapor pressure deficit. It's called a vapor deficit pressure deficit, which is just one of the variables that scientists use to assess the functioning of the ecosystems. Uh, the deficit essentially describes the difference between the, the water vapor pressure 
at saturation in the air and the actual water vapor pressure for a given temperature. Okay, now let me explain that. <laughs> so, okay, water vapor pressure is critical factor when it comes to the photosynthesis in plants, a process of which the organisms harness, the, harness light to fuel themselves. So what's happening is this pressure is going down. Uh, when, uh, okay, here it is. Basically, when the water potential is larger in the atmosphere, or the, the pressure is larger, water will dissipate faster from the soil and the plants. It's like there's a pump in the air, and the pump ex extracts the water from the soil and the plants and the vascular tissue. So when the uh, pressure increases, the, the pressure deficit increases, and the pump extracts the water faster and stronger. Therefore, it stymies the growth. Now, the long-term effects of this, uh, I'm looking way down. I mean, this is a really long article. Um, it says, increasing the pressure negatively impacts the plant growth. Decreased rates of vegetation growth will substantially reduce the ability of the plants to absorb atmospheric carbon dioxide. The CO2 concentration in the atmosphere will increase if other conditions do not change, which will result in a stronger greenhouse gas effect, which means it's... We're in the cycle that a lot of these ecologists are talking about now that's happening, the do, greenhouse. Do we know how long this has been happening? Uh, they said for the, th they've been monitoring this for the, since the 1990s, so the past 20 years. 90s. Uh, <clears throat> so, uh, and then I'm searching way down here. That's almost 30 years. Yeah, Sadly. 1999 to 2099. My kid was born in 98 and he's 21, so early 90s would be 30 years. Oh. Life has changed. Still seems like just 10 saying. years ago. To it's me. Just like, I bet. I bet. For people who have kids, it's like, where does the time go? You know? Um, it says, uh, furthermore, decreased rates of vegetation growth will reduce vegetation biomass inland, including crop yields, herbage yields, forest biomass stock, which will reduce the supply to human society. So basically, they're just saying if something doesn't, doesn't change, if we don't get this vapor pressure, uh, deficit under control i mean it, it's all kind of tied in together i mean i know it's kind of jibber jab or whatever but it, i mean if you read the entire article it would probably make a lot more sense i mean it's a long article should the vegetarian the vegetarians be worried i don't think the vet well the vegetarians should be worried right at this yeah we keep getting this this I hate saying global warming, but mm -hmm. the climate change in the positive, warmer direction, then eh, we could we could get something going. I just thought that was kind of cool. Very cool. Oh, okay. Have we covered? Oh, it's time for the tropics update. Uh, the last I checked, which is this evening, the tropics update in the Atlantic. We got a small disturbance a few hundred miles south south southeast of Nantucket. Now I've watched this thing. This thing was on the southern coast of Florida, and it was one of those yellow X's, which means ten percent mm -hmm. disturbance. And it rode all the way up, and it went into eastern North Carolina, and then now it's up there near, near Nantucket. It's not going to develop into anything, but it's like a little organized. Uh, thing of showers and thunderstorms, and it's going to go out to sea and nothing. But on the eastern Pacific, it has been kind of uh, boring there for a while, but now we've got a disturbance a few hundred miles southeast of the southern Mexican coast, which they're saying it's a 90% chance this thing is hmm. going to take off and become a tropical depression uh, in the next 24 hours, so we're going to watch that. Another disturbance, 900 miles or so southwest of the tip of Baja, also has an 80% chance of uh, 
becoming something. So, Corey, what's going on in the Central Pacific? Not much. Nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's but all. But they get hit a lot. I mean, where the Eastern is it? The, yeah, uh, Eastern Pacific. They get typhoon after typhoon. Well, there. that that's what's happening. It's yeah. like everything starts developing around that El Nino, <clears throat> which we we're not talking about El Nino because it's it's dead now. Stick a knife in it. Uh, it's funny making the outline because I always use the la- the previous week's outline to see, and I just saw that all these agencies. Stick a knife in it? Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I've uh, you know agency. I've never heard there. that. I've heard stick a fork in it. Stick You're a stabbing fork. it to death, huh? Stick, I, apparently so. <laughs> I don't know, but they said it's just dead. Uh, El Nino is not there, so we're going to wait. Uh, what I say, the it's the first first or second Thursday of the month, so yeah. we're going to have to wait till September to see if we're going to stay in this Lanata stage or whatever. So we mentioned a little bit about drought. Uh, hopefully we weren't, are not going to go into a drought, but to hopefully uh, explain more of what a drought is and uh, the effects it can have is our weather school this week. So let's get to that. If there's something about the weather that you want to know, stormed our weather school. The grass is getting so dry and I really need to water the yard. But the city has put us under a watering ban. A drought is defined as a moisture deficit bad enough to have a social, environmental, or economic effect. A drought is a period of below-average precipitation in a given region, resulting in prolonged shortages in the water supply, whether atmospheric, surface water, or groundwater. A drought can last for months or years, and can be declared after as little as 15 days it can have a substantial impact on the ecosystem and agriculture of the affected region and harm to the local economy. Many plant species, like cactus, have drought tolerance adaptations like reduced leaf area and waxy cuticles to enhance their ability to tolerate drought. Some other species survive dry periods as buried seeds. Semi-permanent drought produces arid biomes such as deserts and grasslands. Prolonged droughts have caused mass migrations and humanitarian crises. Most arid ecosystems have inherently low productivity. The most prolonged drought in the world in recorded history occurred in the Atacama Desert in Chile. That drought has lasted over 400 years. There are many different causes of droughts. Precipitation deficiency, a typical dry season, an El Nino, erosion in human activities, and climate changes. Droughts occur primarily in areas where normal levels of rainfall are, in themselves, low. 
If these factors do not support precipitation volumes sufficiently to reach the surface over a sufficient time, the result is a drought. There are three types of drought. One, meteorological, which is brought on when there is a prolonged time with less than average precipitation. Two, agricultural droughts that affect crop production or the ecology of the range. This condition can also arise independently from any change in precipitation levels where soil conditions and erosion triggered by poorly planned agricultural endeavors cause a shortfall in water available to the crops. Third is the hydrological drought. This is brought about when the water reserves available in sources such as aquifers, lakes, and reservoirs fall below the statistical average. Hydrological drought tends to show up more slowly because it involves stored water that is used but not replenished. In the case of environmental effects, lower surface and subterranean water levels, low flow levels, which can lead to a direct danger for amphibian life, increased pollution of surface water, the drying out of wetlands, more and larger fires, higher deflation intensity, loss of biodiversity, worse health of trees, and the appearance of pests and dendroid diseases. Economic losses include lower agriculture, forests, game and fish output, higher food production costs, lower energy production levels in hydroelectric plants, losses caused by depleted water tourism and transport revenue, and a disruption of water supplies for municipal economies. Social costs include the negative effect on the health of people directly exposed to a drought. It can produce excessive heat waves, possible limitation of water supplies, increased pollution levels, high food costs, and stress caused by failed harvests. There are five classifications to drought severity. The lowest is D0, which is abnormally dry. Possible impacts are short-term dryness, which slows planting and growth of crops or pastures. Next is D1, which is a moderate drought. There could be some damage to crops and pastures, streams, reservoirs, or wells running low, and voluntary water use restrictions are requested. Next is D2, which is a severe drought. Crops or pasture losses are likely, water shortages become common, and water restrictions are imposed. Next is D3, which is an extreme drought. Major crop and pasture losses, widespread water shortages or restrictions are implemented. And the worst is the D4, which is an exceptional drought. Exceptional and widespread crop and pasture losses, shortages of water in reservoirs, streams, and wells creating water emergencies. Whenever there is a drought in your area, then the possibility of outdoor water use restrictions may be implemented by state or local governments, depending on the severity of the drought. Bans may include watering lawns, washing cars, the filling of swimming pools, or hosing down pavement areas. 
These bans are put into place to preserve water for essential uses like drinking and flushing toilets, as well as firefighting. Remember, water is a valuable resource. Every living thing needs water to survive, and it should be used as efficiently as possible. If you have a question about the weather you'd like us to answer, then send us an email at stormdarweather at gmail.com and in the subject line, put weather question. Well, that does it for this edition of Stormdar Weather School. And there you, <laughs> there you go about drought and the devastating effects drought can do to a community and all sorts of stuff. So there you go. So now it's time for our next segment, which is This Week in Weather History. So, Corey, what you got? Well, we're going to go back one year. One year, okay. Do you remember what you were doing that day? I do. Uh, A year ago today? I do not. You were in... uh, I was probably in a show. A year ago, August. (laughs) Where did you go? You went to St. Louis or Lebanon? Was that a year ago? Oh, and you were playing right. in a musical or something. I was rehearsing with my friend Caroline. Yes. Yes. Which you probably listened to. So Hello, I was doing the Stormdar thing all by myself. Oh, see, now and I, I know. couldn't keep up because there were so many warnings and so many warnings coming in. I was going live and this, that, and the other. And I was like, wow. Now we I were expecting it to be as severe as it was. Well, we had a little, for, for, for August, I would call it a tornado outbreak, even though there were only three or four tornadoes. But for August, that's a lot, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, there was actually a fatality. This happened August 19th, 2018, an unseasonal strong storm system. Unseasonable is the key word. Yeah. Because we didn't think it was going to be that bad. No, it's the middle of summer. Yeah. yeah. It, moisture was rich and... and coming up from the Gulf of Mexico, and it produced severe thunderstorms across the Missouri Ozarks during the afternoon and evening of August 19th. A total of eight tornadoes were confirmed, including, they were small, and they were what they call mini-supercell. You know what a mini-supercell is? A tiny supercell? <laughs> I mean, yeah. What? That's an oxymoron. I was going to say. Is <laughs> well, it, a, it is, really. In a way. Well, here's one. Okay. I'll, I'll get to a mini super. Okay. There you it, go. it produced six EF0 tornadoes. They weren't big. And two EF1 tornadoes. But it hit a hotel across from the Walmart in, in, in Aurora, and it actually caused a fatality. I do remember that. Right. Tornadoes were near Diggins, Aurora, and Ritchie. Ritchie, Missouri. Ritchie, yeah. And uh, they were produced by many supercell thunderstorms which you don't mean mini m-a-n-y m-i-m-i-n-i like a miniskirt yeah and what a mini supercell is is a low topped supercell gotcha they don't go as high evidently okay and what we mean for for the listeners and the non-meteorological people you know when a thunderstorm uh i'm interrupting here when when a thunderstorm grows you have this updraft that goes up 50, 60, possibly 70,000 feet. His hands are way up over his head right now. (laughs) Way, yes. Well, see, I I can do that. (laughs) But when you have, like you're saying, Corey, a mini thunderstorm, maybe that top maybe only be 30,000 feet, but it's still be severe. We had a a line of thunderstorms, a QLCS, Mm -hmm. but these mini supercells were forming out in front of that. Okay, yeah. And that's the one that hit Aurora. However, later that evening... uh, that QLCS came through, 
which is a quasi quasi linear linear convective system mm-hmm. and caused tornadoes in Barton and Vernon counties as well. Yes. And those are more of your frontline spin up type storms when you're uh, yes. in a line. But I must say in August you don't see a lot of supercellular tornadoes such as you would like you would see in, in May. Yeah, you really don't. Yeah, so, because usually so, and August they, and is, we weren't expecting it. Yeah, August is usually when you have that big area of high pressure and then you know, the dog days, and it's just hot for days and stuff like that. So that that was kind of so interesting. So I was running the site on my own. I was like, Randy, you well, need to get according home. To you the, get home. You know, according I, to Facebook, I she was, was at work. work. So I'm oh, like, so I'm looking back at my Facebook memories, I had and five I was kids. at work oh. out of town. I had five so. kids, including a one-year-old, oh. and I was going live with kids beating on the door, my bedroom door, as I was in the live live cast. So See, now that's what we call dedication. Dedication. You, I mean, are dedicated. you should just open the door and let them in. It would be entertaining. Wait a minute. I I need to give you this. Yeah. See, you get Thank the you. applause. Thank you. Um, yeah. And I do. Re- now that you brought that back to my memory, yes, I was rehearsing because Caroline and I did a cabaret. In November. Now you were on your way home, and you were trying to get home. I remember. I think yes. it was on a Sunday. Yes. Yeah. And that's you were I'm trying off. to race home, and, and and you could probably see the storms in the in the distance. And I kept you? texting you. It's like, okay, where are they at? Where are they at? And I was trying to see on radar scope like, <laughs> and drive at the same time. Right. So no, I. Uh, that's amazing. I do remember that now. Hmm. I had no idea. You're you're good at bringing back these uh, this memory. <laughs> but that was a year ago. Yeah. Wow. Yep. So Caroline, you need to. I mean, I, I know you listen to this. So uh, matter of fact, I think. I, I don't know if this was a spot or not, but I remember uh, we were rehearsing and at her mother's house in Lebanon, and there was a tornado not too far from Lebanon. I don't know which trip that was. Interesting. Uh, I, I, I'm going to ask her. So, Caroline, text me after you hear this because I want to. I, I, I got to go back and, and see, but I do remember because I remember showing her and her mother radar scope and saying, "Okay, now this is really close. Doolittle." Maybe, you know, yeah. somewhere around yeah. there. So there was a tornado. It's not going to hit Lebanon, but we're fine. But I'm just curious if that was that same day. Fascinating. That was just so weird, that whole outbreak thing. Now, let's see here. Diggins and Now, Diggins is between Aurora and Mount Vernon, isn't it? it I, like I think so. Let it's not that see. big of a place. I'm going to call it Radarscope. I remember it uh, destroyed some barns, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah, it had it had some like like back door type. But it seems things. like that area was hit just not too long before that, like in 2016 or 2017. Basically, the same area was hit with some low end tornadoes as well. You know, Aurora, Pierce City, and Monette and Mount yeah. Vernon—they're always right in You're line. Right. You're right, always. So uh, I'd say, yeah. <laughs> A few years ago, I'm sure I'm sure that's that's what happened. That's that's the insane part of the mm-hmm. whole thing. Interesting, and I think the National Weather Service uh, put a a graphic uh, explaining that that we had that last year. And you know what else? What's that, Mister Ron Hurst? It's oh, an yeah. annual event. The nineteenth of August is uh, what is that? Shorts uh, weather? Uh, what is that? Uh, where he shorts anniversary? Short shorts anniversary when when Ron wore shorts on. Uh, now I'll, on let me, air, let me say this. I'll say I'll, 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 I'll be in defense of Mr. Ron Hurst here. Okay. When you work in TV, and I've worked in TV a long time, yeah. many, many years, 
they're all wearing shorts. You just don't know it. They oh, only yeah. are dressed up from the waist up. Oh, of course. The main anchors, the sports anchors. Now, the weather guy, not so much because he's more of a wider screen on the green screen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I think he meant to have the camera a little you know, more zoomed in than it was, like waist <laughs> up. They have robotic cameras at KY3 now. Oh, they so do? they don't have a person running that camera. The director can run it from the booth. It's robotic. They have a setting. They just hit, okay, weather, put a code in, and boom, it goes to the weather setting. Holy crap. So he wow. meant for it to be a little more zoomed in. And had they not had the, those robotic cameras, it would have been zoomed in. Well... But that wouldn't have been any fun. <laughs> look how much publicity Ron Hurst got out of that. I know. And K- he's still getting it today. The KY3 Nationwide has the weather guy in shorts. Yes. Yeah. The, the KY3 Storm team posted on their Facebook page today, the entire, what is it, the entire crew today had wore shorts. <laughs> shorts and a ja- suit jacket. Yeah, which I thought was awesome. Yes, that's great. I thought that was totally Totally. But awesome. when Corey and I were dating and he was working in TV, like I remember the first time he took me to the station to show me around. And yeah, I mean, like, you know, the main anchors that I had watched growing up and they're all in their suit jackets and ties and everything. But then they stand up and they're in shorts and tennis shoes. <laughs> yeah, it's great. See, that that's my ideal gig. You know, just shorts and flip flops. And then top, you got your tie and your. I mean, that's just well, perfect. And they're all just running around the studio in their T-shirts and shorts. And it's like, oh, and time for the news. And had it been a normal day. So we throw on the suit jacket. Had it been a yeah. normal day, the weather guy would not be wearing shorts. The other anchors, yes. And the sports guy, yes, always wore shorts. But the weather guy would not have been wearing shorts. Because they did But it was shorts. his day off, and he wasn't expecting the tornadoes just like we were. Ah, so Ron just ran there with his yes. shorts and then threw a coat on and went, Correct. Hello. He didn't have any pants, but I guarantee you. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have wardrobe at these TV stations? No. Oh. See, I always wondered that because you no, work at TV stations. They bring in their wardrobe. They, yeah, you they, just they, wear they, it now, in. I'll tell you this. They do have a wardrobe allowance. Now, depending on the company that owns the TV station. Interesting. They will get a wardrobe allowance because they have to look nice and, you know. Right. So the anchors will get a wardrobe allowance in their check or whatever. To go and buy stuff to look right. good on camera. Right. How about that? I had no I, I had no idea about that Be, because different industries and stuff because uh, a lot of times uh, different theaters here in Branson you know when, now sometimes you'll have uh, different companies like dress shops like in certain towns or big cities that will sponsor yeah. or buy or have commercials running during their newscast but don't actually pay money for those they provide the clothes for the anchors that's the endorsement well, yeah. that's what they like, call a trade in the when industry when you see those on like the big t- the big game shows and stuff at the end it'll say wardrobe provided by right yes and they do that at TV stations yes. how about that see what i like now excuse me in branson uh, a lot of the theaters on the band that just say we're black so you just get mm-hmm. a long sleeve black shirt, some black pants, and you're back there or whatever. Which, fortunately for Kohl's, you know, Kohl's is not a sponsor, but you know, you can go to Kohl's or Walmart or Target or wherever, and it's pretty cheap. I'm back. I'm going to go back a little ways, like in the '90s. Okay, I remember shows here in Branson, and I, I, I think it should be this way: the band dressed up. Oh yeah, when I was at Shoji's, tux, bam, yeah, tux. I remember. Uh, the Country Tonight show before you were in it, when it was actually owned by the company in Vegas. Mm-hmm. The outfits they wore in the in the late early to, or the mid to late nineties were actually designed by 
the designer that designed Elvis's jumpsuits. Oh, wow. Yeah. How about that? Of course, those are high-end production shows where you actually see them and they're actually featured. Some shows, you know, you're kind of blending in with the background. That's why you have to wear black. Yeah. And that's kind of that's kind of what the, the – the, in the past, like, five or ten years, like in Branson, that's kind of the, 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 the mentality – that they're saying now it's like the band, you know, we want to hear them, we want to see them, but not stand out and take away from the stuff. So, uh, depending on the show, some of them still yeah. feature their band. Like when I worked at the showboat, Texas, you know, because you're right there. I mean, the showboat isn't that big and that stage is really small oh, and yeah. you're right there, you know, but that was 15 years ago. So I don't know if they've changed that or not. Um, uh, but where I go at the Hughes, yeah. You just wear black. Uh, Country Tonight, it was great because I got to wear jeans. We we did the... And this was after they were purchased by a different company, correct? Well, the Bicknells, y- or the Gene Bicknell? Yeah, when Gene Bicknell had it, it was, it was more of a, a remake of right, Country Tonight, right. which we took all these country tunes and just kind of remade, and it was and they brought And they brought in some artists for like the first half oh, or second half sometimes. T.G. Shepard. Yeah, yeah. We had uh, uh, little, little, little... Little Texas? No, uh... We had lots of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, Colin Ray came in. Yeah. Love Colin Ray. He is so fun to work with. Did I'll, you work with, was, uh, was it Debbie Reynolds or Debbie Boone? Uh, Debbie Boone, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Matter of fact, on my Facebook page. That's right. Yeah, yeah you can see Debbie Boone there. Love Debbie. She, she, I, I was Schroeder, and she was singing to Schroeder. That was mm-hmm. fun. I, I contact her every now and then. Uh, <laughs> cool. I think she's out in L.A. still, so that's fun. Uh, oh, now I'm going to try to think of that. Oh, I can't think of the. the, the See, we live in Branson, so we get you know, we get we get the the names coming through. You know, when I worked in TV, some of the anchors were a little high and mighty, so I was kind (laughs) of used to that when I moved to Branson and worked with some of the higher end performers. Uh huh. Like somebody don't know because I was like Yakov's right hand man for years and years. Yeah. But he'd bring in people and you know, country stars and stuff, and 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 I kind of could mesh with them well because. I dealt with people who may or may not have an ego who are performers before. Yeah. You kind of knew the routine, yeah. And some of them are different than others. You just never know. Some of them are genuinely nice, and some of them, you know, require some, have a long rider. What a rider, you know what a rider is. Yeah. Requirements of what they would need to come perform. Like, I need certain flowers in my dressing room, and I need... Didn't you talk to somebody over Skype and I mean, they called M&Ms. ahead and gave you a writer of what you needed to do yeah, while I mean, on the, Skype? Some I, of these performers. I was told to look her in the eye at all times on Skype. Like my eyes would have been burning. Like, do, can I blink now? <laughs> and I Skyped her on my own Mac and everything. And it was great. And you know who that person was? I'm afraid. Madonna. Oh, nice. See, when you work with Yakov Spirinoff, you get to yeah, you get, talk you, to you, famous people for some reason. Wow. <laughs> and you're supposed to make eye contact with her? Over Skype. All times. Over Skype. Yeah. Well, see, the thing to do is, like, talk to her, press freeze frame. Right, right. Yeah, she, was, she was nice. She was, oh, you yeah. know, it was, it was like, well, she was at thing. her house and not maybe made she up just Maybe she just wanted your yeah. attention. She wanted to make sure you weren't, like, looking around. And... Well, see, what happened was she wrote a children's book called Yakov and the Something Something, and she wanted to make sure Yakov was okay with it. Oh, okay. <laughs> so No, these people are fantastic. Yeah. De- Debbie Boone is Awesome. Some of them. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've been fortunate. You know, Colin Ray, awesome. Matter of fact, one time he asked me to go, uh, he commissioned me to go out and play uh, with his MD out in uh, Arizona. So he flew me out there. That was awesome. And he actually came to Branson a few years back and did a 
limited yeah, run. Yeah, yeah, he comes to Branson every. Wasn't just, it? Every who was it? You really liked Neil Diamond or Neil McCoy? Not Neil McCoy. Oh, Neil McCoy. Where did I get Neil, Neil Diamond? McCoy, Neil McCoy. Yeah, Neil, Neil, Neil Diamond doesn't do shows. In Branson, he would late. sell out. No. I guarantee you. <laughs> Yeah. Now we don't have the big names anymore. We got, I mean, because he had Wayne Newton, we had Roy Clark. Uh, matter of fact, the Hughes Brothers Theater is Roy Clark. Roy used Clark's to, original. And yeah, I went there when I was little. Yeah, and I, I have friends who used buddy to play Wayne for Wayne. My Wayne played for Wayne, Wayne yeah. when he was a teenager. I wonder if Wayne listens to this podcast. He was, probably not. <laughs> and, and Roy would take him back to Nashville and record Hee Haw. And Wayne's actually on Hee Haw. Oh, really? Before Hee Haw was gone. Yeah. Oh, how cool. So, yeah, that was cool. Well, I mean, the trumpet player that I met at Shoji's and I work with, his dad was on Lawrence Welk all the time. I've oh, got wow. video on there. And, I, and John, his name is John Trimble. And uh, he, I, I, there's a video of him when he was 11 years old on, uh, on Lawrence Welk. Did he ever play with the Welk Theater when, in their reunion shows I don't or whatever? No. I bet him it's show everybody, everybody ends up in Branson, right? You know, everybody kind of does end up in Branson. Wait a minute, is this is this a weather podcast? We do both. We I are know. slightly off. We're subject. slightly off kilter. Well, we're just having fun because we got people, people on like here. to hear about that stuff too. That, they, yeah, especially in Branson. We yeah. should do a separate we, we could podcast tell stories. for that. I guarantee you, you and I both. Oh, we could yeah. do so many. We stories. could do a Branson behind the scenes. I would say I have okay. I get, after this podcast ends, I got an idea. I got to tell you about the podcast. But anyway, I think we should get back to weather. So uh, <laughs> it's time for the next. Next segment. It's the weather word of the week. And this week, stormed our weather weather word of the week. We're talking to Shara, and that is Diablo wind. That's awesome. Not to be confused with the Diablo hot sauce that Taco Bell sells. Okay. All right. yeah. Okay. So, what is Diablo? It's what? when I open the oven at 500 degrees and get my pizza Diablo out. Diablo wind. <laughs> Hits me. <laughs> oh, come on. His was funny. Okay. <laughs> that, that was a okay. boo. That was a boo. Oh, that was a boo. Hang on. Hang on. Where's my boo? Oh, yeah. I can do the boo. <laughs> okay. So Diablo in. Shara, what it's is that? a name that has been occasionally used for the hot, dry wind from the Northeast that typically occurs in the San Francisco Bay area of Northern California during the spring and fall. The name Diablo Wind refers to the fact that the wind blows into the inner bay area from the direction of Mount Diablo in adjacent Contra Costa County and mindful of the fiery romantic connotation. You just have fun with this, don't you? Just like make up words. Inherent in the term that translates to devil wind. No, I copy pasted. I'm glad she said that. The, no, the, I I literally copy paste. Glad you made her read that. When, when I get that, well, I'm like Contra Costa County. Now you're just making stuff up. No, that's a county in California. Yeah, in California. Fiery romantic connotation inherent in the term that go what? to Wikipedia. Go to Wikipedia and he just has Diablo wins. So I think you should have been playing a little background music for that. I mean, were you ever the kid in school yeah. that they were reading out loud and you had to like count the kids in front of you to see when it was going to be your turn so you could practice? No. You should like email this to me ahead of time so I can practice. Fiery romantic connection. You did connotation. Absolutely fantastic on this. Devil wind. Diablo. Well, see, well, see, see, but you have to look at big words that they're like and 55 letters long in the medical field. For some people <laughs> here, here in the Taney County, they may not know 
that Diablo, well, Diablo mean is Spanish for what is it? Devil. devil. The hence, devil. Hence yes. why it ended with translates to devil wind. I may or may not have wind. known that before my son told me when we were at Taco Bell. Your wife. Looking at some oh, really? hot sauce one day. Well, I mean, because I played. And it is pretty hot. I played Diablo 2 for years with my, my buddy, trumpet player. I was telling John. You know, I, John? Yeah, I, I just mentioned a while ago. He and I would get online and just play. I heard Lawrence but, Welk was a big video game guy, but no. I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know. But Diablo, yeah, Diablo, uh, Devil, and then you get to level four. Diablo and you get went to- down to Georgia. He was looking for a soul to steal. <laughs> cheering him on. He was way no, behind. That's the booze. Quit encouraging him. That's the booze. I'm getting. I'll the- tell you what. Devil went down to Georgia. My favorite song for fiddle. Uh, it's a good one. Well, yeah, but don't say that around Shoji. I'm not saying that. It's right. so Orange I'm saying Blossom special. Well, that's that's the that the Orange Blossom special and Devil that's went the down pinnacle. Georgia. Yes. Now, <laughs> I never seen Shoji play. Devil went down to Georgia, but I've, I've seen him play Orange Blossom oh, special. Uh, oh, he plays everything. I've never yeah. seen Shoji show. I've seen <gasps> it one time. No, I know. When we first moved to Branson. You must have worked overnight. You always work you overnight. You took the boys to see the boys one were. night. No, I was alone. It was probably when you first moved here without us. You're right. I he lived like in saw Branson. all the shows because he lived here three months before we did. From from March, March to, till the end to of May, to June first. Oh, I lived okay. here by myself because I started my in job. a house that had no cable because I couldn't afford to put so, cable in two different you know, houses. Gotcha. When you work in the shows, you can go to other shows. Right, yeah, for free. So I went to all the shows. I went to a show every night. And that's when I went for the first time to see Shoji. And they had like big Japanese drums and uh, Yeah, the taiko drums. And he floated down from the proscenium. When was this? What year was this? 2006. No, I wasn't there. I was there from 1998 to 2001. Yeah. He got his job offer. I already had a job waiting here. But I probably arranged most of the music that you heard. Yeah, just, you, yeah, I'm and sure. he got his <laughs> yeah. job offer, and he they wanted him immediately. And I didn't finish school till end of May. So. Oh, that that's right. You were telling me that. Yeah. She was still in college until May. You, you're still going to college. Lying. And it's well, like, I we finished, want you to like, yeah. I finished May 4th, but then the kids didn't finish school till we had one that was in first grade. But that's the only time okay. I've seen a Shoji show. Oh. And it was entertaining. You never took me back. Yeah. Well, you, 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 you've never been. Yeah, I mean, was Branson kind of crashed when the we had a recession? Yeah, when the recession hit, two thousand eight. Because the pro, well, two thousand one, two thousand one, well, well, because we sustained a little bit or two thousand. Well, yeah, but the problem is, is when with the first recession and then all the nine eleven hit. I was at Shoji's when nine eleven. The problem was all the gas prices went way up. Well, what is Branson known for? Bus tours. Well, if the gas doubles and triples, it's hard for those bus tours to get to Branson. So, but all your locals that don't live very far yeah. will more likely to come here than to travel far. Well, I'll True. tell you this: True. before nine eleven, Yakov would bring. Well, he did the Grand Palace. He had shows at the Grand Palace, oh, yeah. and he would bring in sixty buses a show. Yeah, showed you would do 40, 40 buses a show. Yeah, and in the two thousands, the most he would do is. 35 to 40, and that was on a good day, which would still sell out his theater now. Yeah. And which is his theater now, and he still does shows. He's doing shows this year and next year. Um, It's a larger theater for Branson. You know, it's a pretty good-sized theater. It was the 
His uh, theater or the Grand Palace? His theater his now. One he has oh, yeah. Was it 2000? Yeah. Right okay. Yeah. That's, that's pretty big. 2200. I think the mansion is three, so it's biggest. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, and they're not, they're big. Not a, and, and, and these big theaters opened in the 90s when, when we had the boom, when 60 Minutes did the whole show about Branson. Remember that? Uh huh. Uh huh. And Branson just out of nowhere just boomed. Right. I went, I, I used to go to Branson a lot, often, every year. And for whatever reason, we stopped going when I was in high school because we were busy and I was doing other things. <laughs> And then I came to Branson my senior year in high school, which was 95. We went with a group of people. And that was the first time I saw, when you pull into Branson, Charlie Pride Theater right off of 248. Mm -hmm. Right right off of 65, which is now the Yakov Theater. Yeah. And right next door to that was the Glenn Campbell Theater. I said, well, where (laughs) do these come from? Right. And now I think, in, in retrospect, those theaters were a little too large to sustain you know, for what we need right now. The theater yeah. you work in, and I remark, for, for for those who don't know, I went to see the Hughes Brothers uh, for our anniversary. Yeah. In and I remarked to my wife, Shara, that that size theater is the perfect size. Mm-hmm. Roy Clark knew what he was doing. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't need this 3,000-seat theater, but no. you don't want, uh, you know, a 200-seat theater. So I, I think it's right. about 900,000. I mean, it's just like a medium-sized theater. And you don't theater. sell out every show. You don't no. even fill up half of it every show. Yeah. But there will be times where you're going to fill up. But in Christmas, yes, we sell out. And back in the day, you didn't, we didn't even have Christmas in Branson. I know. When I moved in 98, everything shut down in the middle of December. D- Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> Was not open. Right. It was crazy. And it still happens. That still we, happened we, we, we when we lived things here. In, in, in July or January. His last show when we first right. moved here would be like December 11th, and we'd be done for the season. Yeah. And not yeah. come back to March. I enjoyed it, actually. But but uh, back in the day, but then, guess what happened? Civil so, well, City said, oh, we're going to do Ozark Mountain Christmas. Mm-hmm. And then Branson said, wait a second. If Silver Dollar City's going to be open, we got to If you're doing that, then we're... (laughs) And it turned out to be the biggest moneymaker of the year. People lose money up until until, uh, the fall in this town. Yeah. Because they don't fill up their seats. It costs just as much to do a show for 30 people as it does for 300 people. Exactly. Or 3,000 people. Exactly. It just depends on how much money you bring in. Well, and uh, and on that note, too, I remember back in 98 when I was here... When the town would shut down in the middle of December, we would actually have snow. It would be snowy, snowy, snowy. The town had a right to shut down. And that would ruin whatever was going on at the time. Yeah, yeah. But through the through the years and stuff, I mean, we've had less and less and less and less snow. And, it, and it's just decreasing every year. Yeah. You think we're going to have snow this year, this season? Seriously. You know what? <laughs> it's not time for the winter prediction no, I'm, yet. I'm, I would agree. Right. I've seen some winter predictions out there already this year. There have been. There's There have been two. I've seen dozens two. Dozens of them on Facebook or on, on YouTube. Why do you want to try to predict winter there in August? There is no way. No. On earth. <laughs> that you're going to be able to know what's going to happen in winter four months ahead of time. Yeah. 
There's no way. Not at all. We That's don't why have it's called and, a prediction. And what we don't have this year is any driving force any of any direction. We're huh. pretty much in the middle. Yeah. Of, we're, we're equal chances for whatever happens. Yeah, there's no dynamic. There's no La Nina. There's no El Nino. It's just right there. I think we might have two inches. Well, I can't even say that. Well, like that. you said, it is impossible. To, to, what did we have last year? Day? About <laughs> two for the entire season, two inches cumulative. <laughs> I know. I know. Springfield probably got more. They always get they all did. the fun stuff. I they mean, did. But down here, yeah. I like it because when we did our winter outlook, you and I would guess on the amount of snow days, and we would both be so wrong. <laughs> I remember in so wrong. 1998, January. That's when I got here. Literally. We, it was New Year's Day, and we came to Branson. We were just married for, you know, four months, and we oh. brought some, another couple to Branson who never comes to Branson. January, Where was I? You were here. You were with me. And uh, nothing was open in Branson. No. <laughs> at all. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> you know, you can find some shows open now. Even Civil Dollar City is open on January 1st now. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's all changed now. Anyway, there was nothing open back in 1998. And this is before we even had kids. We were just married. I don't remember this. We were here with a friend named Toby and her husband. In January? Yes, I don't remember coming in January. Anyway, we went back towards, we lived in Oklahoma at the time, and we went back towards Oklahoma, but we stopped in Springfield at Battlefield Mall. And we uh, happened to see Wayne Massengale at, at Sears in Battlefield Mall that day. And he was concerned that, well, let me say this. Back then, the shows that happened in winter was called Hot Winter Fun. It kind of still is. Right, yeah. But kinda, yeah. there were certain theaters that would stay open in the winter, and, and it was called Hot Winter Fun. It was a marketing ploy to get people to come to Branson in the winter. But he was concerned due to the the cold and the ice that Hot Winter Fun would be nothing this year because we've had so many ice problems back in 1998. Right. That the Branson area, I think we also had a big snow that year too. But people can't come to Branson when it's snowy and icy. No. In the, the, the traveling, yeah, the traveling in these hills. Oh gosh! But I no. say that to say this: it happens so much more often then than it does now. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, something's got to be going on. Uh and it's scary. Actually, it's, cl- it's climate change. I mean, people need to go read that article I was saying about the. We almost the, say if we get a snowstorm, any snowstorm, it's almost like a freak snowstorm because it doesn't happen anymore. We don't get them anymore. Yeah, I'm I'm going to have to really dig in probably in the next month or so. But he really was concerned because you know he got a paycheck back then through January and February, and he was concerned that he wasn't going to be getting that because of all every every week we would get a system come through, mm-hmm. and people can't come to Branson and support a show. Well, no, ninety eight that December see, was when we had Grant and we had a massive ice storm that. Yes. Yeah, and this is back before, when we had winter. This is before that. It's been in January of 98. So, and it wasn't unheard of to get snow almost every year in the 90s. Oh, yeah. And we oh, don't, yeah, we in don't the 90s. get it anymore. No, we don't get it anymore. Did you know, I used to live in Harrison, Arkansas mm-hmm. in, in the 80s. 
And there was a theme park called Dog Patch. Oh, yeah. I remember Dog Patch. Did you know that for a few years, well, let me say this. At Dog Patch, you parked on top of a hill and you used to ride a tram down into the park. Mm -hmm. Way down a hill. Back in the day, Dog Patch would, uh, would open in the winter as a ski resort. Oh, really? And you could actually go skiing at Dog Patch. You couldn't do that now if you wanted to. No. You'd have to bring in the the, the, the snow machine. The fake snow. Yeah. They had real snow. Uh, well, yeah. Every winter. <laughs> you could go skiing down that same slope at Dog Patch. You know what? I'm going to do... I'm going to write analytics here because I really... I really want to find out. I remember what is so going many on. snows when I was young, and so yes. many sc- uh, school days that were canceled. And I built snow s- snow forts in the backyard. My kids don't have any of those memories. Oh no, I remember the buckets. I would just make you know. I would all fill sorts buckets of and then mm-hmm. and then pour them out, and and it would keep the shape of the bucket, and I would make a fort out of it. Oh my gosh, it has. We haven't got yeah. a good snow since my my kindergartner was like one year old. Remember that. And we took her sledding I still in the say front yard. 2013. Yeah. 2013 is what I remember when we had that eight-incher, just the that bizarre eight-incher. That was the winter that we were literally stuck home all winter. The yeah. kids were out of school a week before Christmas break yeah. and two weeks after Christmas break. Like, I thought it was never going to stop snowing. Well, I think we need to. I, think, I was stuck But it used that. to happen more often. Oh, yeah. But we've had such a mild winter. I mean. Winters. Yeah, we have, we, we, have co- we have cold. Yeah. We have cold snaps. Right, but but the precipitation doesn't meet up with it. That's the thing. We we've had temperatures like five degrees, ten degrees. It's been yes, cold enough, but but the rain or the precip just keeps missing. We also have a, yeah certain temperatures, some certain days. It's not unheard of that you're going to have sixty five or seventy degrees in December and January in January and December that's and January not, and there's something that's off about right. that greenhouse. I think there's some volcano somewhere that's that's getting ready we'll to probably blow. Probably built right on top of one. We just don't know it. I don't know. I think we're going off the rails on this right here. Well, it's <laughs> it's, it's, it's 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 true. Sure, it's like it really, yeah. longest it really is. podcast ever. No, I don't know. Well, I think. Well, I think we need to wrap this up. We're going long on this one. Mm, I, people, I think people love us. What you I, I, I think what, what we need to do is do an after podcast episode. We'll do uh, no, seriously, I thought about that because we, especially when we have guests on here, we just like to talk about it. But I think for this one, we really need to wrap it up. And, uh, you know, we'll try the, the after podcast sometime. But anyway, you got anything else for the weather coming up this week? Going to get I hot, going to rain. I hope it rains. I, I, we're going to watch it. I've been let down so many times. And, you know, I'm a pluviophile. I love uh, when it rains, especially in August. That's the best rain. And we need it because we do not want to get into that drought right. segment that we're going on we're here. Bump, we're below. We need to. We need to. Yeah, well, hopefully, I mean, uh, let's let's keep our fingers crossed. I don't know, but well, Shara, thank you for joining us again Thanks on the podcast. For having me. Yes, you have to come back, and uh, we'll we'll have to do a special special after after hours podcast. <laughs> we'll that get could going. get scary. It could. So, <laughs> all right. Well, let's wrap this thing up. So, be sure to look for us on Facebook at Stormdar Weather. Like our page and be sure to like or comment on our posts to have them show up in your newsfeed. You can always contact us through our Facebook page or send us an email to stormdarweather at gmail.com. 
Also, check out our website and our merch store at stormdarweather.com. Well, that does it for this time, so join us next week for the next edition of the Stormdar Weather Podcast.